When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Grant Elliott is back. He is on board and joining us each and every week. TS is Justin Marshall, former All Black great fine reader of the game and commentator with Sky Sport. Marshy, welcome back. Where are you today? Hey, Daniel. Yep, uh, it's nice to be here. Hey, Grant, um, and good uh, morning to everybody uh, who's listening in. I've just arrived in Christchurch, so I uh, was at um, the stadium last night uh, for the North Harbour um, experience, which was quite good, seeing a few, uh, I guess, people scattered around the ground for the Blues versus Highlanders, and uh, tonight it's the Chiefs Crusaders, so uh, I've made my way down to Christchurch for that. It's a beautiful day here. Oh, that is good to hear. Now, now, um, Marshy, you and you and Grant know each other, right? I, I think you met at a hallowed turf for the first time. Do you remember where you met Grant for the first time? Yes, I do. I do recall that, and um, we were having a decent chat as I well. Mean, but uh, the hallowed turf eludes me. I was hoping you would say no, you don't remember, but obviously you don't, Marshy. I was just telling Daniel the first time I ever met you was. Um, I played my first test match and then was subsequently dropped because yeah, they were like, he's no, he's no good. Yeah. And I played for a, a club team in England and I went to Lords to go watch a test match and I was in the beer garden uh, just outside <laughs> and our first order for our group was a jug of Pims and a Foster's oh. beer. So, and that was at about nine in the morning. And I think I saw you round about midday or one o'clock. It was a little bit of drizzle, so... Um, I I only remember because there was a photo actually, well, but it's good. But fair to say, I think Justin was more the Foster's guy, and you were the Pims and Lemonade. <laughs> That's probably <laughs> fair, Marcy. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think it would be fair to say that when you go to Lords, you've got to entertain exactly what they expect, which is Pims and and the odd beer. So I I was indulging uh, in that experience as well, and and that was actually my first first time I'd ever been to Lords actually, Grant. So uh, the fact that um, I was doing the same thing as you means that I was doing the right thing, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll try and dig up. I'll try and dig up the photo. Um, yeah, it's uh, it was many years ago. I think it was back to two thousand nine or ten. Oh, brilliant stuff! All right, let's get to the job at hand. Looking at uh, Super Rugby, let's look at last night's game. Good win for the Blues in the end. Certainly not their um, their script, though, if you know what I mean here, Justin, having to come back from 10 points down at the half. They overturned that deficit very quickly in the second, but to that opening 40 minutes, why were the Highlanders so effective? Was it more of a case of the Highlanders playing well, or were the Blues off their, their game? A bit of both. How would you describe that uh, that opening half? Um, it was a pretty scrappy game in general, and the, the Highlanders, you know, they pretty much spilt the ball off the opening kickoff, they tried to show a bit of ambition and, and, and play up, out of their 22. And, and it's what they kind of were seeking, I think, just to, to try and show that they could use the ball and they could produce something a little, a, a little bit unusual, but yet 
you know, try and get all, get rid of the errors that had plagued them in the first um, few rounds. But, you know, like I said, unfortunately, they spilt the ball and, and then put themselves under pressure. And Caleb Clark spilt the ball over the line. And it really pretty much bumbled its way uh, throughout that entire 40 minutes. The Highlanders just probably got a bit better when they got the odd opportunity when they got things right at taking it. But in general, they would have been pretty satisfied that they were they were the better team at execution in the first half and deserved to go in uh, with the lead that they had. So, yeah, look, I, I'm sure there was plenty said by Leon McDonald because conversely, the Blues were, uh, they were worse than the Highlanders and they, uh, they weren't at all in rhythm. Obviously, lots of disruptions leading into the game with players pulling out. And when you have yes. both your playmakers, so Harry Plummer missing and then Bowden Barrett missing as well, that certainly doesn't help. The first try, it's a glacial-like line-out drive. I, I can't remember too many going slower towards the goal line. Um, and, and then the penalty try is awarded. I, I actually, I, when I heard the whistle, I thought, oh, he might have blown this up because it hasn't actually moved forward and it's a turnover. Were, were you surprised or am I in my own world on that one, Justin? No, yeah, it looked like it was about to, to be a turnover and Blues ball because they'd done really well at defending it and... Um, the Highlanders looked like they had lost the momentum and then all of a sudden they just became uh, an out of nowhere after taking so long a sort of secondary shove and it sort of meant that the two players that had effectively been in a position to shut them all down, which was Satutu and Romano, uh, ended up pulling it down and, and so a penalty try ensued and then uh, Luke Romano spent some time on the uh, in the bin. So, you know, that, that kind of resold the game that was really stuttering at that stage into the Highlanders' advantage. They didn't really take advantage of that that ten, ten, uh, that um, ten minutes in the Simbin that Romano had to suffer from. So, you know, I think when they reflect on opportunities in the game, that was a chance where they probably could have put some points on and didn't, and it allowed the Blues to stay in touch. Mm. Uh, but that lead... Of ten evaporates in eight and a half minutes, um, and set piece concerns contributed to a bit of their uh, downfall in the second half for the Highlanders. And I'm thinking, what well, they had a line out, and if they secure, the Blues don't score their opening try. It's as simple as that, right? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, look, there's there's problems that have been hampering the Highlanders throughout this competition so far, and. They didn't really dissipate for this contest, and unfortunately for them, it was some of the same areas. And yes, the line-out, again, wasn't functioning properly. You think back to the Crusaders game where they were in it right up until the 68th minute uh, and had survived another onslaught from the Crusaders. They're only one point behind, and their line-out ball, I think, on their 40-metre line, uh, and they overthrew it. It got scooped up by the Crusaders, and the Crusaders ended up scoring a try from it, and bang the game was taken away from them. The same thing last night. There was opportunities for them to relieve pressure um, because they were under a lot in that second half, stay in the game, and their line-out in particular really let them down. The scrum was okay, but you know one of those areas are dysfunctional on the night, and it can be really, really costly, and it proves to be that way for the Highlanders. Conversely, the Blues got a decent rev up from Leon McDonald at half-time, quite obviously. They changed the tempo in the second half. They played a lot smarter. Peter Feta kicked a lot more accurately. 
Yeah. Uh, and they regained a lot of ball that they were kicking away aimlessly in the first half and just camped down in the Highlanders' half and really suffocated them out of the game. They did really well. Yeah, their attack down that right-hand side w- was excellent. Although the, the seagulling flankers combining brilliantly for, for one of the tries and uh, Tane Plumtree actually getting a brace. He looked like he'd be a good right winger finishing off some of those tries, Justin. Yeah, and that's the way that they want, I think, their balance in terms of their game pattern to be. Uh, but, you know, when you bring the likes of uh, Satutu and Robinson, you know, obviously he's been playing blindside of late. He was missing for this game, but he's, he's always out in that um, outside channel, uh, charging, charging down the tram lines. So, you know, when you get your opportunity in that jersey, which Plumtree did, he just stays in those channels and, you know, he made a really good fist of it. You know, he finished with a brace of tries. Uh, he, he did some excellent work in his core role as well and uh, it just goes to show that even though you change the personnel, you don't change the areas where you want your team to be potent on attack and um, he certainly benefited from, from that game plan that uh, Leon McDonald's wanting to execute to revolve around his really good players. Justin, uh, Tane uh, Plumtree obviously had a really good NPC last season. Do you still see mm. NPC as being a, a real decent platform to um, then progressing to Super Rugby? Yeah, yeah, I do, Grant. I certainly think that uh, last year's um, NPC was was really competitive, and and what we're seeing now is with, with the, the, the recent decisions of some of the All Blacks to go back to where they, they started their rugby. You know, Aaron Smith going back to a two players going back into the, the areas makes a really big difference in terms of spreading that talent. Like, Tasman has, has obviously become a real force of late as well. Hawke's Bay with the Shield, how outstanding were they? And we've seen a lot of those players. You know, I think of uh, Yossi, the number eight, um, Aiden Yossi from um, two the captain. Uh, and he's now in the Hurricane squad, and he's, he's just making a, a, a really good showing of the fact that he can step up and um, getting his opportunities off the bench. He's been outstanding. So it absolutely, I think, is a really positive sign for all of those aspiring players out there that, you know, you work hard through club rugby, and club rugby progresses you on to provincial rugby, and then the next uh, stepping uh, point is into super, and that can happen, and is regularly happening in New Zealand. So, absolutely, I think uh, it still is that progression, um, and where you where you want to fit, uh, fit yourself. And, and don't be, I think, for a lot of players out there, don't be discouraged that you might not be when you're younger in uh, some of the academies. Um, you know, whether whether it be in franchise areas or or any academy, and you feel that you you're lost in the system because. New Zealand has this unique way of finding rugby players from anywhere and in any place. And just because you're not in an academy and you're playing, um, say, Meads Cup, doesn't mean that that progression that I've just been speaking about can't happen for you. Justin Marshall is with us here on the uh, Super Rugby Fan Show. Uh, one question on behalf of uh, the, the Highlanders, were filling, Highlanders fans who were filling my timeline last night. Justin, can we find a way that Aaron Smith plays 80 minutes? Like... Just, just keep him on the field, right? Just keep him on the field. Is that important? <laughs> yeah, he is, isn't he? And, uh, you know, you, you certainly see the competitiveness in Aaron Smith. Uh, I watched his post-game interview last night. You know, he had to sit out the last 20 minutes of that match. But you could just see uh, how gutted he was because competitive, 
Miss, I know, um, you know, you, you, you be very careful when you say what I'm about to say, but competitiveness uh, brings out winning in people. And Aaron Smith is a super competitive guy, and, and I know that he gets the satisfaction not only out of his own performance, but out of the teams that he plays for winning. And you can just see last night that he, as a captain now of this side, is really suffering from the fact that they're uh, they're 4-0 and, um, you know, he's out there trying his guts out as he does with any jersey he puts on. And, yeah, look, uh, they're in a position, I guess, where they've got two very strong nines and the balance that they got uh, last year was very good. It's not working this year, uh, I'll be perfectly honest. I don't think Falao Fakatava has got to the levels that he was and I don't think that's due to him... Um, suffering uh, from his injury. Uh, I always thought the biggest challenge for him, and it happens to a lot of players, was going to be coming to the, into the season that you have a breakout season like Falau had in, uh, in 2020 and you're, you're, and you're simply outstanding. Um, and then, you know, you get, get your opportunity in, in 2021 because your, your form's really good again into super. Uh, and... People are aware of your strengths. People know you. You can't get away with flying under the radar. You can't get away with, when they do their analysis of the week, them overlooking your name because all of a sudden they know you are a threat. They know your skill set. And so you're more heavily marked. You're more watched. And I think that's what's happening to Falau Fakatava this year. And so all of a sudden, you know, taking Aaron Smith off isn't adding the impact it used to be. So they've got to try and work through that with with Fakatava, with Aaron Smith, and make sure that it's not hurting the team because at the moment I don't think it's helping the team. Well, Justin, that's that's the Blues and Highlanders. It's great insight into that game. Tonight's game, the Crusaders and Chiefs, always a physical battle. Um, I read up there's always a historical four-letter word, hate, that's uh, been used. Uh, what do you expect tonight from, uh, from the game? Is it going to be as physical as everyone talks about? Oh, look, there's no doubt there is. Um, look, there's, we'll use the word rivalry, but I'm, I'm where you're coming from, to be honest, Grant. Um, there is a bit of that underlying um, rivalry, we'll call it there, and uh, that's good for the game. Um, I certainly think that we've got two teams here now that have probably been the most successful franchises in the last decade, uh, you know, with, with winning titles and... Uh, producing All Blacks, uh, going toe-to-toe. And it's really only been in the last year or two under Liam McDonald's guidance that there's been a resurgence in the Blues who are now um, starting to make some uh, movements back towards the superpower that they used to be in, in rugby and you know, winning that, that competition, the Trans-Tasman competition last year, um, reinforces that point. You know, up until their re-emergence, you know, that big game really had been the Crusaders' Chiefs. So, you know, plenty of All Blacks shaping up against each other. Scott Robertson's worked his squad to get to a point, I think, where he wants to flex his muscles against the Chiefs and the Blues, two big games that they've got coming up at home. Uh, and he's named a very strong side. He's got Richie Moonga back, obviously. Um, you know, he got, he got the opportunity uh, to rest Tavili uh, and... Um, you know, Will Jordan uh, in the game prior to that uh, against Moana Pacifica. And the Chiefs got Anton Leonard-Brown back, um, probably unlucky last weekend. 
Uh, they probably were the better. I think Leon McDonald summed it up. He said, look, you know, last week we were the better side uh, and we lost. This week we were the uh, worst side and we won. You know, and that was his, his take on the Hurricanes game and then the, the win over the Chiefs. So that's rugby sometimes. Um, but it goes to show that the Chiefs are a very, very well-coached, well-drilled outfit and uh, it promises to be a belter of a game. All right, Grant, this is uh, your first uh, contribution to our tipping. Uh, which we've been doing each and every week uh, with Justin, and we've been doing a very good job, haven't we, Justin? We've been doing a very good job, so no pressure on you, Grant. Oh, so I it's never a, feel it's pressurized. It's a democracy, so there's three of us. We make our chip, and if there's two in favour and one dissenting, stuff the dissenter. We, it's a democracy, right? Okay, I like it. Uh, you like it, Grant? Yeah, I know, and, and you, I know you don't like rules. And, and no, Justin, like I just got texted the um, or sent the photo of us at Lords. So if you, I'll 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 fire it off to you. Yeah, we, I'm, we I'm, look very youthful. I've seen it, Justin. It it looks like you're fine. It looks like he it looks like he drunk all the Pims and lemonade and the Fosters. Uh, we'll just leave it at that. Okay, um, sure Crusaders v Chiefs. To, yeah, we'll go. I'll start off. I've got the Crusaders winning this one, uh, Justin. Uh, probably by about nine to ten. How do you see it? Yeah, I've got I've got the Crusaders, but yeah, it won't be any more than ten points. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the same. Yeah, what a shock. Yeah, no, but I can lead the next one. If well, you no, want no, me. it's no indictment on you, Grant. I'm saying it's the Crusaders. We're all tipping yes. the Crusaders. Yeah. That's that is not a big shock. Yeah. Okay, let, let's see. Let's see, Grant. You can go first and see your strength in the Australian Super Rugby comp. We've only got two more games because, unfortunately, Hurricanes are minor Pacifica postponed this week. Of course. Well, I'm gonna say the Reds, and I'm gonna go thirteen plus. Okay. Uh, Justin? Yeah, I think so. I, I, look, it's, um, the weather's certainly improved over there, and the Reds are a very, very good side with ball in hand, so I expect them to yeah, produce some razzle-dazzle and, and do that by, yeah, 13-plus. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Yeah, James, James O'Connor and his boys make it uh, five from five. I think, I think they're four from four. No. Um, I've gone completely yep. blank now. Uh, they're unbeaten. They're three from three. They'll go four from four. Um, and the Waratahs force, oh boy, oh boy. Um, firstly, I'm not sure how much money you'd pay me to actually watch this, Justin. I, I, I'm not sure about these two sides. They're very even on, on the ladder. The Waratahs, again, talked up a big game heading into the season. I guess I'm buying the hype, Justin. I, I think I'll go the Waratahs, but not by many. Yeah, I'm going to have to disagree with you there. I uh, And this is a yes. little bit of a gamble. Um, I've been impressed with what I've seen uh, from the Waratahs, but I've been more impressed by the force, and, uh, you know, I think they're a very good side to get together when they travel. Um, yeah, I think I think the force are going to win this by, you know, not a handful of points, but that's just my pick. All well, right, so uh, here we go. You are the decider. You're the tiebreaker, Grant. No pressure. The hopes and aspirations of, of the Super Rugby fan show on the Saturday session hang Well, on I'm going to be smart because the thing is I've either got to go with Daniel McCarty or Justin Marshall, so I think I'm going to side with <laughs> Justin Marshall. <laughs> I think uh, whatever Justin said, I, mean, all those I think is correct. Ma- all those test matches he played yeah. and all those games he's commentated for Sky Sport, are you saying he's learned something over the years? Yeah, I would say that his knowledge of rugby is probably... Probably a little bit uh, superior to yours, Daniel, so I'm going to side with Justin. Really, what? Looking at that photo again, side with me when it comes to fashion, Justin. <laughs> what are you wearing, Elliot? What are you wearing? What are you wearing? I look like a science teacher. <laughs> Brilliant stuff. All right, Ben, Francis, lock it in. We're locking in uh, the Crusaders, we're locking in the Reds, and we're going the Force. 
I, I am going to rub it in next week, fellas, if uh, the, the Waratahs get up. <laughs> I will. Hey, Justin, thanks so much, mate. Go have a great call tonight. Really looking forward to it. Thanks for joining us as always. Thanks a lot, Justin. Always a pleasure. Thanks, guys. Cheers, Grant, and look forward to that pick, mate. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Justin Marshall joins us every week here on the uh, Reese Super Rugby Fan Show. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.